The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Dropped at sea, the Clippers unloading. Chris Paul, we will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And I uh, would assume that you are aware of the trade at this point. It happened a million hours ago, but it's still the reaction reverberating around the echo chamber that is the conversation, which is much more interesting, the NBA offseason conversation than like the regular season conversation. But Chris Paul voted off the Clipper ship. He is gonzo. Get out of here. A massive trade that went down early on Wednesday. Chris Paul unloaded to the Houston Rockets. He's now the Rockets' problem 
for seven different players, a draft pick, a first-round pick, included in that haul the Clippers get, this robbery of the Rockets, Patrick Beverly, Sam Decker, and Lou Williams, three of the players that are involved. There's four other players as well, and a first-round draft pick. So let's talk about this. Now, the question, what do you make of this trade? Now, I've gotten some reaction. I've already got some reaction on on social media, but this is different. This is the radio show. This means more than social media, right? There's more people that hear this than are on social media, I would like to think. So what do you make of the trade for the, the Clippers side of things? we get to the Rockets later, but from the Clippers side of things, what do you make of it? Now, I had a couple of reactions. The first one, understandable. Right? Understandable. Necessary is another reaction I had, and better than expected. So I got three things I'm working with here. Understandable, necessary, and better than expected. Now, I'll explain this. I'll kind of walk you through it. Now, number one, the Chris Paul trade is understandable because Jerry West wants to put his mark on this franchise. Jerry West was brought in not only for the cachet and the prestige of what that means to have the logo of the NBA, the greatest general manager of all time uh, as a consultant for the Clippers, he was not brought in to keep the status quo. Like, before Jerry West was brought in, the assumption was they were going to try to keep everybody in Clipperland, but Jerry West is a game changer. You don't pay a guy $5 million to maintain what you already had. You pay a guy $5 million to shake it up. So what does Jerry West do? He overhauls the roster, transforms the franchise, a trading Chris Paul the first step in a remodeling for the new look, Clippers 2.0, that are coming. And you know the NBA is worried about this. Jerry West is going to have his fingerprints all over this roster. This is just the beginning, the first leg, and it's awesome. It is already, I'm telling you, the reaction, uh, the people that know basketball know this was a great trade for the Clippers, a marvelous trade for the Clippers. And, And number two, the deal of Chris Paul to the Rockets was necessary, right? Chris Paul, you, you look at all the factors, you try to X out the different boxes here, and there are reports Chris Paul wanted out. Uh, whether that's true or not, it depends who you believe. Uh, it certainly worked out to be a net positive for the Clippers. Why is it a net positive for the Clippers? Uh, unless you're gullible, and I hope you're not, the Clippers dodged a hot potato. This is a great mitzvah that Chris Paul is gone in the long run because it's eventually here you're going to have to pay a soon-to-be-past-his-expiration-date point guard what would have been redonkulous money over the next five years. Chris Paul, if he had stayed, the Clippers, even though they're denying this, I believe they would have given him a max contract before Jerry West came in. So he, he's going to be 33 years old by next postseason, CP3. That's that's old in basketball parlance. It's not old in the real world, but in the basketball world, that's old. You're past your prime. Prime is 27 to 32, and that's that's past that. Uh, so it's it's not my money, right? It's Balmer's got more money than anybody, but you do want to avoid having to pay what is going to be a declining asset, and that would be a player that's on the wrong side of their prime. And the, the saying that we often reference on this show is do not let a falling star fall on you. It's the tenet that every coach in sports has to follow. 
Do not allow a falling star to fall on you. And the Clippers dodged that by unloading Chris Paul. They got him in his prime years when he was at the top, the peak of his superpowers. And now the Rockets, and however long he's in Houston, Paul will decline and he, as a member of the Rockets and wherever else he ends up after that. Now, the third thing here, as we yap on Fox Sports Radio, the trade better than expected. Right? Better than expected. I'll explain why. Because my concern was that the Clippers would either sign CP3 to max money or they would let him walk and they would get nothing in return. So instead, Jerry West, the genius that he is, who am I to question Jerry West? No one should question this guy. He's, he's smarter than you. Uh, they get roster depth is what the Clippers get. And personally, I like Patrick Beverly. This is a guy who brings grit, determination. I remember talking about Patrick Beverly in the playoffs. Remember that rhubarb he had with Russell Westbrook? And any guy that smacks around Russell Westbrook's my kind of guy. And I'd like to welcome him to the Clippers. He's going to get an expanded opportunity, a chance with the Clippers to improve his numbers. He's going to have an opportunity to enhance his game even more. He's going to get more shot attempts. He'll be a, a bigger part as, a, as a, a Clipper than he was with the Rockets. Even though he played a lot, he was not an integral part of what the Rockets were doing last year. And more importantly, as I have bitched about and complained about time and again, one of the great diseases, the plague of the NBA, is that many players take a laissez-faire approach to the regular season. It would appear, judging by both his on-court play and his commentary, that Patrick Beverly plays with a sense of importance to the regular season. And I like those kind of guys. Uh, again, the Russell Westbrook feud, I was sold at that particular point. But the other factor here, and I'm going to go old school. You're going to have to Google this. It depends. If you're an old fart, you're going to know what I'm talking about. This trade reminds me of, the Herschel Walker trade. It's Herschel Walker-like. You remember, if you're an old fart, way back in the day, the Dallas Cowboys made a trade with the Minnesota Vikings. This, this stud running back, Herschel Walker, the Cowboys at that time weren't all that great, and they traded Herschel Walker to the Vikings. It's the biggest trade in NFL history. The Vikings ended up getting 13 players in return for Herschel Walker, there were some other players involved in the trade, but it was a 13-player haul, including draft picks, that the Dallas Cowboys got. And the football historians look back at that particular transaction, and they say that that is the trade that made the Dallas Cowboys dynasty way back in the 1990s when they had Aikman and Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin and those Cowboy teams and James Washington. So someday uh, the CP3 deal, again, depends on what Jerry West does after this, could be viewed in a similar light. It's now up to Jerry West to continue to manipulate the roster to get it the way he wants it. And the, the bottom line, though, in this big NBA trade, which we'll talk about a lot over the course of this particular radio program, the Clippers again avoided having to pay a player that was passed his past use date. You know, you, you can't, you know, that expiration date, they avoided that. Chris Paul provided the Clippers with roster depth. They got, they got him through his prime years. Now they get rid of him. He's done with his prime. He can go play as a declining asset for the Houston Rockets. And they got to continue to tinker and modify this particular roster. 
and we'll get to what the Rockets are going to do later, what, how that's going to work out. But is my position, is my position on this particular situation that Chris Paul in Houston, it's going to be good for business. It, the Rockets aren't going to win a championship, but it's good for business because the Rockets are going to they, – they've created a powder keg with James Harden, Chris Paul, and also Mike D'Antoni all in the mix. All right, if you want to be part of this, you know how to get a hold of us. Give us a buzz. We're also available on Twitter, and that's at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller and our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. That's Ben Maller Show. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie is here as well. You know, Ben, uh, we have a we have a caller named Angry Bill who calls in from time to time. Not anymore. He didn't apologize. He's banned from the show well, until he apologized. Well, uh, I'm waiting for your apology to me over what just happened with your L.A. Clippers. Why would I apologize? Because you went on the radio and ranted and raved about my opinion that the Clippers needed to make major changes to their roster because this group of players was never going to win anything together. They've proven that they weren't going to do that. Well, they didn't prove that. They and and now that they have done exactly what I said, when you said they, they should not do and would yeah. not do, I, uh, I'm i waiting for an apology from you to well, me. there's no need to apologize. At the time I made well, those... Well, then you're a hypocrite. No, I'm not. First of yes, all, you are. those comments were made, and again, those comments were made at a time before the great Jerry West, the Messiah, the Savior of Clipper basketball, arrived back in Los Angeles to save the day. And so at, you're at saying the time that I, I know as much as a Hall of Famer, no, Jerry no, no, West, you know because nothing. he has the exact same opinion that, no, that no, I do. No, 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 And he no, did exactly what I would have done. That is incorrect. No, it's not incorrect. That is absolutely incorrect. You don't no, know isn't. what Jerry West is, what the mind of Jerry West is. Uh, I think I time, do. I just He just you, did exactly asking, what I said. You're asking me to apologize for something, and at the time I made those comments, Jerry West was not in the picture. Does, so that's completely exactly, irrelevant. That's exactly what the Clippers were going to do. They were going to follow the Maller plan, and then when Jerry, who thought that Jerry West would go to the Clippers? Every one of these Laker honks that I work with Jerry were West convinced is that Jerry irrelevant West, in this conversation. No, he's not irrelevant. Yes, he is. He's a game changer. Jerry West is the reason this happened. And and at the time I made those comments, West was not with the Clippers. What so does that matter? That yeah. matters because at the time I made those statements, those were accurate statements. They were going to keep the team intact. But all the but reports, that's, that, that's, not, came what, in, that's not the issue here. The issue is, the issue is what the Clippers were supposed to do yes. to try and change their fortunes. That, that everything, which is exactly what I they did exactly what I said they should do. Again, at the time not what you said. At the time I made those statements, those were actual, accurate, factual statements. That's, it changed when stop. Jerry West that's, took you're, over. You're, you're ridiculous. When Jerry West took over, you pay a guy $5 million. You don't pay a guy $5 million to keep the team intact. I said it the day they hired Jerry West. I said he can make changes. I said that. This all leads back to when Austin Rivers was given that insane contract. That's what pissed off CP3. So th- it feels oh, like Oh, you this- believe that? Come oh, of on. course. You, oh, that is fake news. Oh, how is that fake news? You when believe it that? It comes from a That's- guy who covered the Clippers <laughs> yes. pre and post game, oh, was please. in the locker room He's with you them. being used as a puppet. So you, you, you don't wait, believe on, that yeah, story? The That's, guy, that, That's dead on you're true. You're talking about Michael Eves, who's yes. being used as a puppet by people around Chris Paul to make him look better and make Doc Rivers look bad because this makes Chris Paul look bad. Okay, how about Jerry West's own words? He said that re-signing CP3 and Blake Griffin has nothing to do with him. Listen, you're trying to spread a false narrative about Doc Rivers. I am not. That's character assassination. Oh, I God. thought you would be better than that. Stop. I thought you – no, seriously. You, I, thought, you, okay. I thought you would be better, the Danny Clippers, The Clippers this, should the pay thing. you. By you, they, you should be on their staff no, because hold on a this no, no, proves no matter right what they do, you're going to be in their back pocket. Well, that's not true at all. 
You, well, you're, how come you're just gullible. a couple of weeks ago you on the are, show, you, you proclaimed CP3 as a Hall of Famer. He was going to retire a Clipper. Well, that's what he said. He'd he wanted be, a statue. That's be, why. He'd be crazy to turn down the extra $50 million. I, he was. Listen, they traded him, so I guess he can get the money from the Rockets if they were dumb enough to sign a guy to But suddenly now he's washed up. He's a scrub. I, sa- I said he's at 32. You're past your prime at 33. 30, 27 to 32 is your prime. But I'm disappointed in you, Danny. Oh, no, stop. I thought you better I'm disappointed in you, Ben. I mean, I, last week, I'm talking to Danny. A, a real man would apologize to, to me. Why would I apologize to you? Be- because you don't know, you don't I like was basketball. right and you were, you were wrong. Not, you were not right. I, how am I not right? If, if Jerry West, Jerry West changed everything, as I said. What does that matter? Our conversation the was end, before the Clippers Jerry West. did exactly what I said they should do <laughs> and exactly what you said they shouldn't do. But how, again, is, how am I not right? You're not right because How? at the time Explain that conversation me. took place, Jerry West was not in the picture. Did they trade once Chris Paul Jerry or did we- they not? Once Jerry is that a West, major change in their roster Jerry or is West it not? Once took over, once Jerry Just West took over. Just keep talking and you're still wrong. That you're changed- completely wrong and you owe me an apology. I don't owe you an apology. <laughs> I, for an opinion, I owe you an apology for an opinion. Are we? Are you that? Are you that little uh, snowflake over oh, there? Apparently, that apparently, angry Bill should call back in. There's no. There's nothing for him to uh, be banned, banned for. He's why? Ban- why is he banned? Well, because he says racist things every time he calls. You still let him on every time he calls. Well, he calls. I, that well, was that was not why he was banned. Actually, from the, the show. executive producer Justin Cooper screens him and puts him on every time he calls. So you should probably talk to Coop about that. Although you, he's not you here, are, you are a fraud Coop, and a phony. And, you want to know it's not a, a surprise? It's not a surprise. Justin Cooper, your typical millennial, is so shook up. This is such a great trade for you're, the Clippers. You're a fraud. He called in sick. The Coop oh is God. not well, here. Who yeah. would do such a thing? Because the Clippers. Because just like when the Clippers lost the playoffs, suddenly Ben had something bad to eat and called in sick. Coop. Made fun of me when I had food poisoning in Vegas. <laughs> He's not. A lie. He is not here. Koopa Loop is not anybody here in could the hear, building. Anybody could hear the podcast from yesterday and tell that Koopa oh, had a cold. Koopa's Come on. fine. He's probably gambling somewhere. He is in uh, bed sick. And uh, so Koop is such a little snowflake. He can't come in today. He's so upset. The Clippers huh. made Where a good trade. That, that yeah. He's so disappointed. Why the Clippers would, made a solid why transaction would CP3 here. CP3 leaving the Clippers upset him because why? the Clippers made a Herschel Walker. Like oh, trade. That's a terrible they got analogy. Seven, yeah, eight players for yeah, they one got, yeah. they got player. Two, two decent guys in his draft prime. pick. The rest they of these got, guys, no one's ever heard of. These are players that are going to get opportunities. That's a lie. You, these are players that can blossom under the window you of Clipper lying. basketball, under the umbrella of the Clippers with Steve Ballmer as the owner, the greatest owner of basketball. Be on the roster. You don't know that. They'll get an opportunity, some of them. Some of them won't get an opportunity. You can only carry 12 players. They got seven, I guess 15 technically, with three that are inactive. They got seven guys for one or eight guys for one. It's a wonderful thing. A real Clippers you're, fan you're, would you're admit a fraud. You're that, a complete that, fraud. that they would miss CP. They're gonna, you're gonna no, miss him. No, I'm gonna miss you the are. prime CP3, but he's past his prime now. I'm good. I took him to the airport. In fact, it's I dropped him off at LAX. Man. I said, "Get out of here. We're good. Uh, I don't need you anymore. You're done. You're dead to me." This is the same guy, Chris Paul, like five months ago, said, "I'd like a statue outside Staples Center." And then he he asked for a trade. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, give us a buzz. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the uh, festivities and all that good stuff. And also our uh, Facebook page. Check that out, Ben Maller Show. Ben Maller Show. And uh, we'll call this one Redonkulous Spin. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now, back to Ben Maller. David writes in, he says, Montrez Harrell is a bad man, Ben. You guys won the trade, 100%. Who wants a point guard who's going to need a cane in a few years anyway? <laughs> it's absolutely correct. Uh, thank you, David. You're, a, you're an expert in the NBA. You should be on TNT breaking down the NBA. It's outstanding uh, analysis. Uh, we'll get to Mallard of the third degree in a moment. Big George is in Houston, and he is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Big George. Feel better, Coop. Let's have a Ryan. Let's have a meeting. Turn turn your mic on. What's going on? All right. So the, there's this guy <laughs> who's banned from the show, and he's banned from the show because he says racist and offensive things on the air. That's not why he's banned. And from the he's show, not allowed. Right? He's a bank robber. He ran a prostitution uh, place in Jacksonville. <laughs> Excuse that, those, you. Those, that was a massage two. saloon. Well, okay, with a happy ending. All right. So. Uh, so this guy is a uh, a scumbag. Okay. Okay. So you need Ryan. If you, I, I like you. I, I think you have a, a, an ability. You, you have a talent. You're a Dodger fan, which I like a lot. Yes, sir. He'll be I'll, turning on yeah. you soon enough. No, no, no. Yeah. This guy's good. Unless you go to Houston, then he's going to hate you. This guy actually said hello to me. Uh, unlike Coop, which I, it's a, you're already winning the, the the race here. All right. But part of this, you're like the gatekeeper. Okay. Yes. So yes. as the gatekeeper, you have to keep certain people away. All right, that's your job, and you got to keep him away. Now, he's gotten on twice. I don't know how many phones he's got, but that's him calling back right now on line one. I'll bet you that's him right now calling on line one. Okay. Oh, well. The, Hold on. Let me put him on. Hello, line one. Hello. Yes, line one. Oh, see, now he's not talking. Now he's not talking because he, uh, he heard me. Say, all right, so just keep him out, all right? Yeah, yeah. he must have multiple phones because I've had him on, yeah, like, yeah. apparently – well, he's, he's, he's got whatever. no life, okay? The guy's got no life. He's gotcha. a loser, this guy. So we got to keep him away. You yeah? got it. All right. Thank you. All right, let's get to this. Here we go. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Third degree time. And uh, Ryan Dennis making his debut on the Ben Maller Show. Call him up from AAA. He's ready to go. We promoted him. He actually deserved the promotion, unlike Tim Tebow, who did not deserve the promotion. Uh, but it is Mallard to the third degree. All right, what do we got, Ryan? All right, we got a couple, so let's get going. As we get closer to the start of free agency, rumors around the NBA have reached a fever pitch. One of the more recent rumors is that Celtics are in serious pursuit of both Paul George and Gordon Hayward. Ben, would this make the Celtics a super team? Uh, before we do that, uh, are you? Is that a? You're from Texas. Where are you from? We're trying to. There's there's something in the voice there. Where where are you from? Where where are we looking at here? I have been told that before, but I am I was born and bred in Boise, Idaho. Really? Doesn't that sound, Danny? What does that sound like? A Texas thing? What are we looking at? Yeah, I caught a a little bit of a that too. A little Texas twang to you? Yeah. But Notice you, he didn't say Boise either. He said Boise. Any family in Texas? Well, that that's when you know they're not from Boise when right, they right. say Boise. Yeah. But right. no, no family in Texas. What's it? Okay. All right, we'll, we'll interview you more later. Uh, but to answer your question, the, the George Hayward thing, super team, not a super team if they get both those guys. But the Celtics would be a team that would be doing something that is unthinkable. right? They would be the team I would bet on if I'm in Vegas to take down Cleveland 
in the East. We assuming Cleveland doesn't do anything drastic. They have a lot of things that will change here in the coming coming weeks in the NBA offseason. First of all, the the if you look at the super teams, the true super teams, the Miami Heat, they had LeBron, Bosch, and Wade who were in their prime. The Warriors, the super duper team, because they have Durant and Steph Curry, MVP guys in their prime. And Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, who aren't chopped liver, neither Paul George or Gordon Hayward is a transcendent player. They are not that. They are good players. They are star players. They will make you better, but they are not top five, top top ten players in the NBA. I don't have either one of those guys in my top ten. And secondly, Boston is trying. What they're doing here is leveling the playing field, getting closer. And closing the gap as the the Cavaliers, they've got some extra work to do. And it's really about pushing the Cavaliers who have dysfunction in Cleveland, getting them to uh, to panic a little bit, to make a move. You know, I'll make my move, you make your move here. Uh, so I, if the Celtics can do it, that's great. And it, it would be a, a very machismo-like move for Danny Ainge but because you're going to have to trade a bunch of guys and some reports say the Celtics are going to have to make a Rockets-like trade where they unload six, seven players to get Paul George to make it all work financially, and then George could leave in a year. Next! All right, we got uh, Vince Young recently gave an interview to Sports Illustrated where he went on a full attack mode against former coach Jeff Fisher. Young said he was going to expose his ass, quote-unquote, and listed off a whole slew of issues, including leaking private discussions to the media and telling the pilot of the team plane to take off without him. Ben, Fisher didn't exactly have a sterling reputation before all these accusations. Do you think we've seen the last of Jeff Fisher? No! We Just turn on the state-run NFL network. Uh, you're going to see a lot of Jeff Fisher, I predict. Uh, he is an NFL lifer. And Jeff Fisher is still a relatively young man. He's got many years to go where he'll be working. Uh, he, he will never coach again in the NFL as a head coach, but he is going to hang around in the weeds of the NFL. He'll be in the shadows, Jeff Fisher. Number one, uh, he's still getting paid by the Rams. He's on the Rams' payroll. They got rid of him, but they got to still pay him. They gave him this contract extension. And Fisher's like the ultimate good soldier, which means – He'll have a job for life. Someone will keep paying him in the NFL. He's been a staple of the NFL coaching fraternity for 20 years or so, it seems, probably longer than that. So I expect Jeff Fisher to pop up. He'll be part of these NFL clinics and uh, committees and all that stuff where they go over the rules. He was on the rules committee for a long time anyway. So the second thing, I would expect to see Fisher get one of those corporate cushy jobs at the NFL where he grades the officials, and I could see him popping up on the NFL Network uh, and, and all that. But I, I, the thing about the, the Vince Young story, we were going to get to that and ran about that yesterday, but the the big Phil Jackson news ruined it for us. Uh, I love that, that Vince Young's having a pity party, party and blaming Jeff Fisher for his follies in the NFL. Uh, no accountability whatsoever. And plus, Je- Vince Young went, Outside of Nashville, he got a shot with Philadelphia, and he couldn't make it there. And he went to training camp with some other NFL teams, but he's blaming Jeff Fisher for all of his problems. It's uh, stunning. All right, next. 
All right, last one. Last night, Terrell Owens and Michael Vick participated in a preseason game of the American Flag Football League. The group plans on playing a full schedule next year, and Vic hopes that the league can be an avenue for players to extend their career in the same way that Ice Cube's Big Three has for basketball players. Do you think this will be as popular? Uh, no, you sound, you sounded like Mitchell there with that. Uh, let, me, let me say something right now. Here, listen. Uh, this is an experimental situation. Okay, it's not going to be any time uh, soon that this makes traction. And and even if this does become a thing, it's still going to be a niche sport, right? We talked about this a couple months ago, but th- there's two thoughts I have on flag football. A, it's a ripoff of the NFL game, which is clearly what what's trying to go on here. They're trying to get people that like the NFL to watch this. It is inferior and it's missing the one ingredient that makes the NFL great, and that is violence, right? Violent hits. And, and so if you look at this objectively, on any given play, you watch an NFL game, there could be a bone-crushing tackle. This is a cheap ripoff of the real McCoy. Now, I understand. If you're looking for things to do, why not? You'll check it out. It's like a freak show with all these former NFL players that are being paid uh, as ambassadors for this flag football thing. But if you are a grown-ass individual, you do not play professional flag football. This is an activity you do when you're a kid at the schoolyard or family reunion, family barbecue, or Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, the 4th of July, which is coming up. I can't imagine investing much time and money to watch this and I, I know that guys like Drew Brees, for example, have said that the future is flag football and all that. I, I, I have a hard time with that. I do. I enjoy tackle football. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. Ryan, you are the judge, jury, and executioner. How did we do? Now remember, you want to come back. How did we do? Well. You know, I'm all about following instructions. I believe that's the uh, the key to success yes. in life. And you want to come back, and, right? Yeah, you want to exactly. come back. However, I had a message from Coop to fail you automatically. You will never be here again. You will never be back, Ryan. This is a great producer. No, 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 no. I'm telling you. Ryan, not, it wasn't no, no. me. It was Coop. You are dead to me, Ryan. Uh, you are horrible. What a shock. I would Who rather, could have saw this coming? I would rather have Ralph in here, <laughs> all right? I would rather have he loved, Ralph Irvin. He loved Ryan until I would rather have, him. No, no. Wait, I what can't kind of what kind of greenhorn Eddie comes in here and gives? That was a brilliant job by a, me. A man of I, integrity. I, I detected that in another life, Ryan is from Texas. Uh, he probably fought in the the Texas War, the Great Texas War back in the day. The Alamo. Yes, uh, you were in the Alamo. <laughs> you died in the Alamo. You've been reincarnated as a radio producer from Boise, Idaho. Who knew? Uh, all right. Anyway, sign out for the Insta trivia. It's a bad job by you, Ryan. You will not be back. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We'll get to Ask Ben coming up in a couple minutes. You might remember this story. There was a story a few months back involving Tim Duncan, and he got taken to the financial cleaners by an advisor who was going over some business deals and he lost a lot of money in a bad agreement. He got ripped off, and we have the outcome of that. The former financial advisor to Tim Duncan was sentenced to federal prison 
for defrauding the big fundamentals. A 49-year-old guy from Atlanta was sent to jail for four years, and he was also ordered to pay Tim Duncan $7.5 million in restitution. What are the chances that Tim Duncan gets $7.5 million in restitution from this guy? Uh, I'm going to go zero. I'm going to go zero on that. I'm pretty confident that I'm right. I think I, I think zero is the way to go. Did you see that Clinton Portis story? I did. I was yeah. actually going to going to lead into that All right, because we'll, uh, we'll give it away. Well, but... no, I mean, well, Clinton, well, we can just bring it up here. I mean, Clinton Portis, who uh, he lost a bunch of money too, right? He he lost forty three million dollars. Oh, is that right? Oh my, God! I that Oof. you know you should never. The, the Bible teaches you never to murder someone, Eddie. But, but $43 million, and but, my, maybe God has an exception. Hey. Maybe there's an exception somewhere in the Bible, uh, yeah. uh, in a new, a new version or something like that. Uh, I, yikes. I, I, I understand. Well, like they say, uh, can't blame me for thinking it. You may not, don't do it, but I can't blame yeah. me for thinking about it. Yeah, it's uh, an article in Sports Illustrated. Right? SI, Back from the Dead, they had the Vince Young story. They got the Clinton Portis story. They're trying to come back here as Sports Illustrated, but they – they had this this story, which is very in depth, and it, Clinton Portis talked about how close he came to murdering someone because he got scammed out of his money. Now that would that have been like an OJ type thing, where you know the, the, the Portis wasn't as big as OJ, but the uh, an NFL star running back, he was a big star Portis for several years in the NFL. Remember all the funny costumes he would wear in news conferences? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Yeah. He's known for, for dressing up uh, back in the day. So what happens now to the financial advisor? Like, what's the play here now? Because if anything happens to the financial advisor going forward, doesn't that mean, like, the first person the police calls Clinton Portis, right? Don't they? If anything happens to that person, right? Uh, yes, I would think so. Is this guy in jail, the financial advisor? Is he uh, locked I away? Ho- I hope so, but I doubt it. Okay. Yeah, even if you go to jail, you don't go to jail for long. Uh, Tammy in Montana is going to cash a golden ticket, and she is- Hey, where is are the white women at? Montana, clearly. Hello, Tammy in Montana. Because I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. Well, thanks, Ben. I wanted to say thanks to Bill in St. Paul for giving me his golden ticket about a month ago, so I knew I had to uh, use it up. Um, I am echoing uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog's sentiments. Um, I mean, have you been ball-washed? So much by your resident ball washing ass kissers that you have no balls left then how dare you attack your supportive reliable tolerable sick producer when he can't <laughs> defend himself and unlike not two, your not crew three, and not four <laughs> not five now you can't even say that with a straight face and i love you tammy but you cannot get no, all I'm that out you're laughing at you no, no you're yeah. laughing you're laughing at that because you know it's not true and you were you were put up to say this by Koopa Loop, and I, that's all right. No, I, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Unlike your crew, unlike your crew and Ryan, you have no integrity. You have nothing. I, but- I have. I am here. I, people thought I wouldn't be here. They were like, "Oh, Mather's going to call in sick," and, and no, I am absolutely <laughs> here. And everyone's you upset. Tammy sick when the Clippers lost. No, Come I on, did not. Ben. I was sick. I was ill. I had food poisoning. I went Wrong. out and ate too much in Vegas. Wrong. It happens. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> you're so, you're so, everyone's so silly. You're so silly here. Well, 
Yeah. I, you know, it's now, true, Tammy, you know, I, I, and- I love you to death, Tammy. You've been very supportive of our show. I love that song you made. I'm upset with Danny G. He doesn't play it much. He only played it one time. He likes to play his other music. I think that should be in our rotation. Ben, Coop has never given me a copy of it. Oh, really? Oh. I don't know what you're talking about. I did no singing. I have no idea. What well, you're no. I mean, about. I heard you were. You were. I, I'm not saying you. I don't, did you sing it? I don't know. I just. I, I know you were involved somehow with, uh, with a certain ambassador from Bakersfield. So maybe, maybe. Possibly. Well, I, I do hope that Coop has a woman making him feel better tonight, so he can come back tomorrow. And lastly, um, Mr. Tibbs had so much integrity when he declined your golden ticket that he can watch me anytime. Wow. Thanks, All right. Uh, there she goes. Uh, Tammy in Montana, the great Mr. Tibbs. One of the great moments on the show. They were just wonderful moment. Uh, uh, very nice. was out of this world here. A stupefying call from Mr. Tibbs at the beginning of the week. He was yelling at me. He was giving me the riot act. You don't mention me. You mention all these other people. Yeah, I've been talking to this guy about making some T-shirts for the show, and we're, people have been saying, I want shirts and all this stuff. So I was like, well, maybe I'll do a shirt and I'll have some of the great callers. We did that before, some of the great callers that are regulars on the show. And uh, I, I completely forgot about Mr. Tibbs. I got I to gotta see, should we put him on there? Does Mr. Tibbs, he only calls like, like once every three months. Is that enough to earn a spot on a shirt? That's, uh, that's interesting. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do this. It's now time for... Ask Ben. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now. And it is Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers, not only on Twitter, but also on our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is Ben Maller Show. The Twitter is at Ben Maller. And in for a man who right now is in the fetal position somewhere, just depressed out of his mind, so upset the Clippers made a great trade to get an all-defensive first-teamer, Patrick Beverly, two young studs, for Chris Paul and a first-round draft pick and some other guys I've never heard of. Uh, Ryan Dennis uh, is in. All right, Ryan, you have the questions, yes? Yes, sir. All right. I, I guess, as usual, we will start with a question for you, Ben. All right. Uh, Ariel, or Ariel, on Facebook would like to yeah, it's know. it's a dude. Uh, yes. Would like to know, when you're in Vegas, do you always bet on black? Uh, no, you know, here's the thing with my Vegas experience, and I go there a lot. Uh, I have some family there. I have business in Vegas, so I, I go quite a bit to Vegas. Uh, I usually hang out in the sports book. I do pretty well there, although last weekend I left pretty much everything I own at the sports book in Vegas. So <laughs> I, I don't play the tables too much. Now, like when we do the show in Vegas, I will occasionally get back. You know, we get back to the hotel like 3.34 in the morning. I'll, I'll play the tables a little bit. At that point, but I don't always bet on black. My my strategy, all right. I I will pick I will pick odd and even. I will do that. Uh, I do play red and black sometimes, but I'm telling you those tables are scammed. I I one time I was playing that whole you know the whole roulette scam where you play the system you can't lose and all that, and it was like 12 times in a row that it went black and I went on red. It shouldn't. It's a 47% chance, right, on both red or black. There's no way mathematically that should – I know every spin's individual. It should not go 12 straight one direction. All right, next. All right, this one's for the whole crew now. It's from Johnny on Facebook. Hi, Johnny. What were your nicknames growing up? Well, as a child, I had many nicknames uh, when I was growing up. I had 
In fact, oh, 41 no. nicknames. No, I, well, no. I grew up in as radio. As a child, you yes. had that many? I grew up at Fox Sports no, Radio. When I started, I was, a, I was an orphan. No, and no, I, started, I started here as a child. <laughs> and I remember when I was a little boy, I was in elementary school, and they called me the I'm spin master of the playground, they called me. <laughs> the bannering elementary school student. Uh, the, the monkey <laughs> of the monkey bars. The, the Beethoven of elementary BS, they said. The uh, curmudgeon of school commentary. The chasm. How many times did you get sent to the principal's office for lying? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> these are not lies. Uh, these are not at all. These are. It's called puffery, Eddie. It's called puffery. What about you, Eddie? Puffery? What nickname? Yes, puffery. Look it up. <laughs> I will have to look that up. How do you spell it? Puffery. Uh, I did not have. I didn't have any nicknames growing up. My name is Eddie. That's like. There's no nickname needed for that. Oh, it's, you! It's, everyone has a nickname. <laughs> you somebody had to call you, but even behind your back, they called you. Somebody well, how would I know if it was behind my back? Not, were you a big kid? Were you a fat no, kid? No, not skinny. at all. You no. were a skinny kid. I was kid. average. You were average. Yeah. There was nothing quirky about you. Where they would nothing. I was beloved by all. All right. It's a boring answer. It, it is. <laughs> what about you, there, Danny G? Well, Big Ben, my last name is long and hard to pronounce, so I got a lot of G. Friend in high school always called me G Funk. Uh, yeah. Let's see, when I was a little kid, like Pop Warner age, I was one of the fast kids on the team. So Burner, my coach used Burner. Yeah. Okay. My mom didn't like that later, though. When like you know, <laughs> I don't like that nickname. I don't know why. I have no. I have no idea. I'm like mom. He's talking about running, not you know. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Um, yeah. So just a lot of last initial stuff. Now, Ryan, you're a young guy. When did you get out of like high school and stuff? When did you... Well, I graduated high school in 2011. No way. Yes. Really? Look yes, at sir. you. What a yeah. stud you are. You're already here at Fox Sports Radio. You know, stuff. just grinding out. Look at you. You're on top of your game. Uh, so when you were in school, were you picked on at all there? Were you goofed on? Do you have any nicknames? No. The only one I can think of off the top of my head, um, right around, what was it, 11, 12, 13, right in that area, before I started shaving. I had a nice uh, a nice stash coming in, and everybody just used to call me the stash, oh, back in uh, stash. back in the old days. What a stud! Look at that, the stash. I like that. He, right. he looked like Raleigh Fingers in the eighth grade, <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. or Jeff Fisher. There you go. All right, uh, very good. Ask Ben your questions, our answers. Let's pause for the cause here, and keep the questions coming in. And is, is Ryan now one of the notable people from Boise, Idaho? Have you made the notable people list from Boise yet? Are you, who are the notable people from Boise? Who's the most famous person from Boise recently? Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the last name, but Aaron from, uh, from Breaking Bad. Uh, oh, really? Aaron, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. He's, uh, he's from one of my rival high schools. Oh, is that right? Uh, and he likes well, Jake Plummer's isn't Jake? Plummer? Yeah, Jake Plummer's also from. Well, my he's old, though. definite he, rival high. It's school. like before you were alive, Jake Plummer was playing, right? Kinda, yeah, he's yeah. basically the only notable football player. He's like a dinosaur compared to you. That's it. Okay. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. There's a whirlwind of excitement going on around our show Reddit page. Search for our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller Militia. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Jimmy in Maine says, Ben, you got to start bringing a whip with you to work. Time to clean up the crew. Well, I should do that. Clearly, uh, they need this. Uh, They're insubordinate on a regular basis. Let's get back to it, though. It is Ask Ben, your questions and our answers. 
And in for the ill, wink, wink, uh, Koopa Loop is Ryan. What do we got, Ryan? What do we got? We got uh, from this one is from Cardiac Stan on Twitter, and it's also for the whole crew. It's the listener Ben almost killed. (laughs) Yeah, Ryan, this guy had like a heart attack on the air. No kidding? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well. We'll have to get to that later. I had such a hot take that he almost died. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Colin Coward hasn't done that. (laughs) No. Neither has Doug Gottlieb. None of them have. I almost killed the guy. Yeah. Have you ever had a – speaking of that, it's a good question. Have you ever had a life-threatening experience? Um, No. I mean, I've had – I've had – well, that's actually not true. I've had two uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. I was driving to Vegas one time, and I fell asleep – while driving, I was in the fast lane, probably going way too fast, and I woke up, and I, for some reason, I don't know how I woke up, but I woke up in the slow lane. I don't know how I got to the slow lane, but I was in the slow lane, and it's amazing I didn't hit a truck. It was late at night, so there weren't many cars on the road, but uh, that, that was a near-death uh, experience. People die all the time on that road to Vegas, and then uh, I also had a plane flight that had... Some pretty good turbulence back to New York, and that uh, that scared the crap out of me. What about you, Eddie? Uh, I've almost had the falling asleep thing uh, numerous times. Uh, my appendix almost burst when I was in high school. I don't know how close I was to death or anything like that. Eddie, but... you got to play it up, Eddie. You almost died. No, no, sir, there was. I cheated death. I have cheated death once in my life. Uh, my my friends and I were kids. I don't know. It's like twelve years old. We were having, uh, we had a stopwatch, and we were timing ourselves. How fast could we ride around the block? Oh, so I got on my friend's ten speed. I didn't ride a ten speed. I rode a, like a little dirt bike. So I'm I'm hauling ass down the road, and I realize I'm going too fast. I'm not. I'm either going to really eat it, or I'm going to fly out right into the road. And I went into the road, and a car almost Ooh. just just would have when the killed Ooh. me, and thank, then some. Thank God, you're okay. I'd be stuck with Ralph if uh, anything <laughs> <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> Danny. Uh, yeah, Big Ben, uh, in my early 20s, I DJed this really big party in Mexico, and I came back, and I wasn't feeling right. I wound up in the emergency room with really bad E. coli. Whoa. Yeah, and it was so bad. They had to switch me off to three different, um, you Antibiotics know. Antibiotics? Yeah, to finally get it out of it. But I had I was in the hospital for like two nights. It, uh-huh. it was not a good situation. Ryan, did you ever almost die in Boise? No, I believe what about, you're not. What about USC? You were at a kegger at USC, <laughs> right? You were having a great time, co-eds you know, everywhere. You were having fun. You know, I've uh, it's I've actually been one of the f- lucky few, so uh, I can't. Yeah. None of nothing comes uh, to mind, right, but good. you know, well, knock you have, on wood. You have that to look forward to. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, very good. We have time for a quick one. What do we have? A quickie. That's what Danny G likes. Anything we got, Ryan? Anything yeah. there? Uh, yeah, let's do uh, one more for the whole crew from. Al on Facebook, how many trees do you think Coop burns in a week? <laughs> <laughs> is that code for something? Uh, yeah. Let's see. I, I want to go, what do we think Coop's habit is per day? I don't know. Would you spend $30 a day? I'm going to go with, what do you think, Eddie? Um, I'll say more than that. Okay, 50. Danny? We're talking about cereal bowls. I'm going to say four cereal bowls a day. Well, Coop's an environmentalist, and he's worried about the environment. What do you think, uh, Ryan? Do you know Coop at all? Do you... Uh, we we you know we just really know each other in passing. I think you're gonna go over. I, over. I, I can sense yeah over. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Not the happiest of divorces in the world of sports. Welcome in the beginning 
of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, Chris Paul is gone, but I wanted to move away from that for a moment. The Rockets get Chris Paul, the big trade that went down yesterday in the NBA, uh, a, a Herschel Walker-esque trade. Eight players, seven actual players, and then a draft pick, which will be the eighth player, go back to the Clippers. Great roster depth, an all-defensive player, first-team all-defensive player gets traded to the Clippers. Solid basketball move. And before we get too far away from that, uh, I did you see what Kevin Durant did with his reaction? Durant was asked on Twitter by, I assume, a Rockets fan about how the Warriors are planning to defend Harden and Chris Paul. And he said, the, this guy said, the West is looking great. I, I, I hate Golden State. Durant responded with the smiley laughing emoji. The laughing emoji. Like 10 of them. That was his response. He was laughing at the Rockets. They're loaded. <laughs> Guard play with Paul and Hardy. Laughed at you. Ha, 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 he said. Uh, Durant's got to get back to attacking the trolls. I guess this is getting, this is attacking the trolls. Uh, But some of his recent work on social media, pretty good. So I mentioned not a happy divorce. What does that mean? We have the follow-up to James Dolan, who is going to write a check for over $20 million dollars to tell Phil Jackson to pound sand, to get the F out of here. We are done with you. We are not in the Phil Jackson business anymore. Now, this was positioned as a mutual parting of the ways. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. But the bad blood is real between the Zen master and the Knicks. Now, what's my evidence of that? Well, Phil Jackson unloaded both barrels on Knickerbocker basketball, namely Carmelo Anthony and Kristaps Porzingis. There were some other people mentioned in this as well. And it's not a story that got a lot of attention. In classic Zen Master fashion, he used a ghostwriter to deliver the hammer, a neutron bomb on some of his former Knickerbockers. Now, there's a guy named Charlie Rosen. If you followed Phil Jackson for years, going back to his days in Chicago, Charlie Rosen is a a writer, but he's also a good friend of Phil Jackson. He's been a surrogate for Phil Jackson for over 30 years. He's written opinion pieces about basketball. He wrote another opinion piece, this one online chronicling the dysfunction in New York basketball and the departure of Phil Jackson. Now, Charlie Rosen claimed that he did not talk to to Phil Jackson for this story. Nobody believes him. But among the highlights, when I say nobody, I don't believe him. Uh, Among the highlights, Carmelo Anthony. This is what Charlie Rosen wrote. Remember, this is a friend, a really good friend for 30 years and maybe even longer than that with Phil Jackson. And here's the quote about Carmelo Anthony. He says he's got sticky fingers, destroys, uh, destroys offensive cohesion, cohesion uh, saved steps on defense, which is code for lazy. And this story also indicated that Carmelo Anthony was always a malcontent 
that Mello was portrayed as the victim. The media portrayed him as the victim. Phil Jackson was the victimizer. That is until Carmelo allegedly uh, was involved in that adulterous affair. That became part of the public conversation of the tabloids in New York. So he went point by point here. This friend, good friend of Phil Jackson, just roasting Carmelo Anthony. Lazy on defense, malcontent, uh, portrayed as the victim, but he wasn't. What about Porzingis? Well, Charlie Rosen, again, this is likely from Phil Jackson, said Porzingis was acting like a prima donna. So we, we talked about this. We were ahead of this story. Uh, Rosen continued here, buddy of Phil Jackson, said that the prima donna, if you will, Porzingis, was unduly influenced by Carmelo Anthony's private complaining. And Porzingis became disrespectful with the Knicks, with several people on the coaching staff. And so this this confirms a lot, a lot of what we were talking about. So, But we don't know if this is actually from Phil Jackson. Let's assume for the purposes of a little conversation here that these comments about Porzingis and about Carmelo Anthony were from Phil Jackson. What's the big takeaway? That's the question. What's your takeaway if you assume that came from the Zen master? For me, the story, as I just said, is it's confirmation is what it is. The mutual hostility and venom, right, that took place. And I'll spell it out for you, but we'll start with this. There was a war that has been going on in recent months, a basketball war. Behind the scenes, the offices at Madison Square Garden, and a lot of it got out. Not all of it did. James Dolan got rid of Phil Jackson because Dolan wanted to save $30 million. Phil Jackson's buyout cost him a little over $20 million. If Carmelo had been bought out, you know how much that would have cost Carmelo or, or Dolan to pay Carmelo out? $54 million. So they couldn't stay together. Jackson didn't want Carmelo on the team. And rather than pay Carmelo the extra $34 million, they're like, all right, we'll get rid of Phil. It's the, the cheaper option to go. And so now that Phil Jackson is off the reservation, he can chit-chat with Charlie Rosen. And this is confirmation and verification of what we thought was going on with the New York Knicks. So these criticisms of Carmelo have followed him going back to when he was a Denver Nugget. He's not a transcendent player, and he really never was a transcendent player, Mello. It's hard to do that when you are lax a days ago and you're a grouch. And it also is odd how so many media types have supported Carmelo. It's been very bizarre. Uh, I have not understood this. The, the, the NBA media has morphed. In my lifetime, it has morphed into a case where it's filled with fanboys and these guys that worship the players, they want to hang out with them. They're like they're the gods, the hero worship that goes on among the NBA and uh, the media here. They want to hang out in those circles. Many of them do. And so they will overlook the warts on certain players, and they will hype them up. I mean, good luck to the Knicks. Now, we hear the Knicks are still trying to get rid of Carmelo Anthony, and they're going to attempt to unload the dead weight. I'll see if that happens. I doubt it. Now, in addition, the whole Kristaps Porzingis rant, 
that is a corroboration of, of what we had talked about here. We had discussed this uh, from what I had been hearing from people that are more plugged in than I am with the NBA, and they just throw random things at me. But Porzingis, in the eyes of Phil Jackson, was poisoned by Carmelo Anthony, and that is what drove Phil Jackson nuts. Like, the whole reason he's been drafting these European players because they're not AAU players, and it, he feels like they're more coachable because they haven't been poisoned themselves by AAU basketball, which Phil Jackson thinks is the devil's spawn. And so Phil drafted this guy, Porzingis, who actually turned out to be pretty good. He got ripped for drafting him. And after spending a couple of years with Carmelo Anthony, Porzingis went from this dopey, nerdy, shy guy from Latvia, and in just two short seasons, the Latvian unicorn in the eyes of Phil Jackson, has been uh, tarnished. He's become a troublemaker. And when you combine, if, if this is accurate, the disrespect of the coaching staff skipping out on an exit meeting, uh, this is not unwarranted that Phil Jackson would be like, this guy's trouble. That's insubordination. You can't get away with that at your job. Why should he get away with that? It's not like the Knicks have been very successful since the, the unicorn arrived. Now, the final observation here. The Knicks will be a rudderless shift this offseason. Now, there's some minor moves they're going to make. And they're stuck in this weird holding pattern, holding in the cesspool of the NBA. It was not supposed to be like this when Carmelo Anthony was traded. We were on the radio here at, at Fox Sports Radio, and I remember the excitement, the joy that people had. Uh, they were so happy that Carmelo was coming in and he was going to save the day. He rode in on a, on a white horse, like uh, just out of a movie, and he was going to save the day there. There were people calling up here and doing a victory lap on the radio around Manhattan. The only thing missing, they did not have a ticker tape parade when Melo was traded. So I looked it up, and I tweeted this out earlier. It's, it, it's worth bringing up on the show because you probably don't follow me on Twitter. Carmelo Anthony. Since he made his Knickerbocker debut, a midseason trade from Denver, the, the, the New York Knicks have a 448 winning percentage in the regular season. They are over 50 games under 500, playing in the Marshmallow Soft Eastern Conference. Carmelo has clashed with coaches and teammates. He's been the coach killer. Five different men have coached the Knicks since Carmelo Anthony arrived in town. And in the postseason, Melo has a 7-14 and 14 record with the Knicks in the Melo years. That's a 333 winning percentage the Knicks have in the playoffs. And, and so that's the guy. They should get rid of him. But they got to trade him. Right? They, won't, they will not just give him away. Apparently they will not do that. At least that's their position now. We know that positions are subject to change. That happens all the time. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie is in the house as we continue on here on Fox Sports Radio. I, I did want to address the story, uh, and I, this is worthy of a full Maller monologue, but this basketball stuff's become so so big. The Chicago Cubs, Miguel Montero. Yeah. You, he, he did the one thing you cannot do, Eddie. I guess so, yeah. He said something honestly, and you are not allowed to be honest. You cannot be honest. He's a bad teammate, Ben. 
you can't be honest when you're a backup catcher. That's the lesson. If you're a starter, if Chris Bryant had said the same thing, if Chris Bryant had gone on a rant and said, Jake Arrieta is terrible at holding on runners, he's killing our team, would the Chicago Cubs have released Chris Bryant? Of course not. And I love Theo Epstein, right, the fake tough guy executive, Theo Epstein, who explained the reason to get rid of catcher Miguel Montero who's designated for assignment. He said it was an example of being a bad teammate publicly. I would argue that Jake Arrieta was a bad teammate by not holding on runners. Well, they only stole seven bases on him. Yes, that happens all the time in Little League, uh, of course. And so Montero did the thing you can't do. He said, he he explained, I need some help here. (laughs) I need some help. Now, I'm upset with the Cubs. They should have released him before the NLCS last year, before game one. If only the Cubs had released Miguel Montero before game one of the NLCS, uh, then the Dodgers would have gone to the World Series. The Cubs would be on year 109 without a championship, yes? Yes, this does remind me of uh, an old Jimmy Johnson story, the former coach of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, when there was like a third-string offensive lineman who was sleeping in a meeting, and uh, he cut him on the spot. Yeah. Uh, And then someone asked him, what if Troy Aikman was asleep in the meeting? He would have said, I would have told him, Troy, wake up. (laughs) Uh, It's easy to send a message when it's a player who isn't important. Yeah, he's 33 years old. He's a backup catcher. He doesn't play that much. He's put up pedestrian numbers. And so the Cubs were like, all right, we'll get rid of him. You see Chris Bryant got hurt in that game last night. He's going to miss the game today. Yep, Had an ankle injury. The Cubs are falling apart. Could the Milwaukee Brewers actually make the playoff? There's, that's This is not going to last, right? The Brewers are not a playoff team. Well, I, I've been checked the wild card standings lately. Uh, well, there's only six teams that have a winning record. Last I checked a couple days ago in the National League, six teams. That's it. There are the, the rest of the National League, they blow chunks. They are embarrassing. They're urinating all over the field, the rest oh, of the National very, League. Very nice. They yeah, are. The, the wild card race isn't even uh, very yeah, interesting. Because you've got the Rockies have played terribly for a week. They have sucked. They're 2-8. and eight. They're, They lost eight straight. They still have a six-and-a-half game lead in the National League wild card race over the Cubs. They, they've lost eight straight. They still have – you still have to play great for another week to catch them. That's yeah, where that's we are. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. And the, the Brewers – uh, who have played? Well, that's really bad. They're two games over five hundred. They got a game lead in the division. You look in the American League. You've got uh, what are the what seven, eight teams all within like three and a half games of the wild card. Yeah. In the National League, as you said, the closest uh, team in the wild card is the Cubs. Are six and a half behind the Rockies? Garbage. That's what my man Pac-Man taught me. Garbage is what he said. Garbage that's about the National League, bro. That's good for like if you're a Dodger or you, you break it down by. By the National League, if you are a winning team in the National League and you are a handful of games above 500, you are really yeah, feeling good if right if now. If the NL West doesn't get three teams in the playoffs, it's going to be well. Shocking. The Rockies are imploding; they're coming apart at the seams. But the rest, but uh, that they'll, I mean, eh. they'll slide. It'll stop the slide here soon. I mean, uh, you don't know. Eh, you don't know that. You get swept by the Giants. That's embarrassing. The Giants just got beat up uh, into a pulp. By the Mets, and then they come back, the Giants, and they win three in a row against the Rockies. That's humiliating is what that is if you're the Rockies. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'd love to have you. If you would like to be part of this, you can give us a buzz 
And uh, you know the number. The number, uh, I do not give it out, but you can find it. It's very easy to find. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That is at Ben Maller. And the Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. We got Danny G in the house. Koopa Loop is gravely ill. He's on his deathbed. Uh, that's what uh, my guy Pagano told me. We hope Coop prayers can, for Coop. Yes, prayers to Coop. He's, uh, he's literally on his deathbed. He is medicating himself, I'm told, Eddie. And. Uh, He's feeling a little well, bit he better. Al- he always does yes, that. Uh, he's a yeah. big fan of the new laws that are in place here. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.